Hi guys, welcome to episode 22 of the Man V Fat Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Roman Conrad. How are you, Roman? I am okay, Stuart Norman Cell. Why did you say that in a dead robotic voice then? I don't know. Did you, did you guys find it robotic? No, just you. No, just me then. Have you been watching Terminator today, something like that? No, I've been watching, I've been, ca- I've been catching up on Game of Thrones. Nice, no spoilers. I will not do any spoilers. Did you, were you impressed by it? Oh, very much so, I love it. Love it. Good, how's your week been? How's your injury? The famous Roman Conrad, uh, groin pull. Yeah, do you know what? I was in uh, Stagdu uh, this weekend and we played that Zorb football. Alright. So, baking heat, playing Zorb football and hanging my ass. And um, didn't feel my injury one bit. Played really? Fo- yeah, played football last night. It's fine. Nothing to do with the alcohol you'd probably consume playing Zorb football. I mean, yeah, there's probably just a little element. Where did you go on, on the Stagdu? Uh, Magaluf. Magaluf. Yes. Wow. How many days? Three. Three days on the bay in Magaluf. Yeah, it was. And were you a broken man when you came home? Uh, no, because I, I know how to. I know where my limits are. All right. It's lucky you. It was lucky me. Because I have not got a clue where my limits are. I know this, you. <laughs> I've seen pictures of you being broken. I've seen videos of him being broken. <laughs> well, <laughs> they are not officially endorsed by Man V Fat. I'll have you know. <laughs> We are here, it's like a throwback episode this, isn't it? It's like a catch-up episode. So we are here with Ross Hunter from episode one of our podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm alright, mate, how are you? Good, good. And we're also here with episode two star, Josh Deegan. How are you, mate? I'm alright, mate, yeah. Good. good. So we just thought that we'd come and bring you both on, have a catch-up, have a chat, see how you're doing. Yeah, good. Good? <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll start with you, Ross. So you were episode one way back in April uh, 2018. That's, that's a year ago. Yeah, yeah over wow. a year. Wow. Oh, it, was it early or late April? It was early April. It was like the 2nd of April, I think. So yeah, so you're like one year down the line since you come on the podcast. Yeah. Since we were like, oh, let's go to this Weatherspoons and uh, record a podcast. And you were like, okay, <laughs> so. They got better though, to be fair, yeah, I'll give you that. Well, yeah, because... Uh, Couldn't get any worse than mine, Well, <laughs> the standard might be dipped out because, you know, the last one, uh, episode 21, um, with uh, Professor Professor Damon Hughes, it was my favourite episode by it, an absolute mile. That It was epic. It was really good. I uh, got some absolutely amazing feedback as well uh, on, on that one. And this one, we've got standards to, <laughs> to hit now, so no pressure, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Have you guys written any books recently? Yeah. No. 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 Ever no. want to? No. I've read a book. <laughs> okay, that's a start. <laughs> that's in the same district, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so it was obviously it's a year ago since you come back on here, Ross. Uh, without uh, sounding completely unprepared, which I am. <laughs> what have you been doing these last year? No, tell, tell us a little bit about. So you were. You were six stone down, weren't you, when you come on the podcast, I think? I was five, yeah, five stone down, um, roughly around there. Carried on playing Man V Fat till about the June, July, something like that. Um, I got a, quite a bad injury in my calf, ripped it, got a grade three tear in my me, in me calf. So that kind of wasn't good. Um, and then literally from there, just really struggled trying to get back into running and moving again and everything like that. Played another season. Um, and then stopped 
and I think I stopped about, I think it was about the July, somewhere around there, um, and just didn't come back and decided that after one I'd stopped for a long time, put roughly about two stone of the five back on, um, just enjoying myself and, and it takes a bit of pressure off, doesn't it? So yeah. it slowly, slowly, slowly crept back on. Um, so I've started back up with Man V Fat again this season, so I joined about game four, I think, probably yeah. in about game eight now. Um, so yeah, doing alright, it's been going alright. That's all it in right. a nutshell. So so when you were first time round, you were very much like, you used to put some big numbers, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and you were very much like, yeah, let's put my life on hold for the next six months and try and lose all this weight really fast. Uh, I think you were number one weight loss loser for a long time. Yeah. Different approach this time. Yeah, it's um, like you say. To be fair, when I when I lost it first time around, I, I literally stopped everything. Um, I stopped drinking for six months. Um, I still had the occasional naughty day, but it was like one in two months or something like that. Um, I drank nothing but water or coffee. No sugary drinks. No nothing like that. No bad foods. No, and I really, really, really just got my head in the ball, head in the ball, head in the game, um, and went for it. And this time around, I'm, I like to use the word journey just because I know it winds you up a little yeah, bit, Stu. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm trying to take an approach where I can still live my life and find that balance. And I know it's all the, all the words you guys use all the time. So sorry, I'm kind of dying a no, bit inside. No, yeah, we're using it. because it, there's no better way to say it, really. So yeah, I'm just kind of at the moment struggling a little bit with it, if I'm honest. Um, but the big difference for me this time around is I'm I'm enjoying my exercise again. So when I was doing it first time around for the first six months, I was working out twice a day every day, um, very very low calorie intake. So what, the weight was dropping off you, which it will do. Um, uh, was feeling all right, felt good, felt all right for body wise, good. But <clears throat> to be fair, it was probably the wrong wrong way of doing it. Not saying it's it's not okay to a way but it, for me it worked because I wanted to lose a lot of weight so I did what I did what I needed to do um, and then I'm just now trying to find that balance where I can still be working out enjoying my workouts which is more important but then still enjoying my weekends if I need to enjoy my weekends so instead yeah. of I'm, yeah it's not it's not the easiest I, I, I think um, the, 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 one of the telling things there is you lost like say you lost five stone and you put two back on now that to me, that's not, um, you know, it's less than 50% of the way back on. Yeah. Um, coming from a different angle, coming from a different approach. It's like we say all the time, and it's going to sound repetitive, but you have to, you know, you do have to find that balance, and you have to have a life. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's great, you know, first time around, you, you, you absolutely incredible. You, you were like, I need to do this. I need to, to, to lose as much weight as possible. Uh, I need someone to just basically live eat breathe weight loss which is fantastic but like say it, that injury not chill it's not sustainable to do that you come back this time round and like say a bit more of a softly softly approach lose a bit slower yeah definitely but it's like you say that's that's genuinely it when it comes down to it i feel like a little bit um of a fraud if i'm honest but kind of coming back feels quite difficult um coming back to the Man V Fat Games when I, I know I'm bigger than I was when I left. Um, it's quite difficult, to be fair. Um, uh, it, especially when I was, I know I can lose the weight if I really wanted to. Um, and weighing in with the lads again 
and like say I've had the three weeks I put on one week I've lost the other weeks um, but it was it's it's really difficult for me now to have that shame I suppose is the way I want to put it I don't like it um, I'm uh, I, enjoying the pressure but finding it hard as well um, I think it's just that goal driven aim for me the way I like to look at it is I need I need a target I'm one of these people that I have to have a target of what I'm aiming for if I don't have a target which I proved to myself when I put my two stone back on I've just kind of let it go because I was still exercising during that when I put my weight on I was still working out three three times a week something like that um, but it was all just kind of things that I wanted to do playing a bit of badminton or um, stayed away from football to be fair for quite a long time um, going for the occasional run and stuff like that so I, I, in my own head I was still keeping fat fit as we like to say, yeah. um, where I was still all right, but I wasn't anywhere near where I was. So I, I, I do feel a little bit down on myself, feel a little bit bad, um, but I'm, I'm in the right forum to be talking about it, to be fair, which is good again, to yeah. be able to hold my head up and go, do you know what, guys, I'm not, I'm not happy where I am. I'm finding it hard, um, but I don't know what I can... I, I, see, what I find in the moment is some of the when I'm coming back into the team I used to play for as well with you guys um, is is people kind of looking at me for what, I've, what I have done in the past and what I've done in the past I don't think works for everybody and I don't want to get to that point where I'm saying this is what you should do you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this and this is how you do you can lose your weight because it does work but the same with any kind of thing mad crazed diet if you if you calorie deficit you're going to lose weight um, I'm all about that now this time around finding a nice balance yeah. <laughs> on my journey <laughs> yeah it's, it's important but at the same time is what you've got to remember Ross is like it's pretty common that mm. well I say it's pretty it's very common yeah it's very common but it's like in a way it's like you the first time round you literally you know live breathe eat weight loss and this time round you still want the same results you still want to get that two stone back off but you also want to live your life mm. and this is the hard part is, is, is that that maintenance and getting back into that place where if you put a few a couple of stone on you've got the knowledge yeah and that's that does make a massive difference to be fair so I know um, that what when I, you only go to eat something and you can kind of go Shh, this this is worth 45 minutes exercise yeah. is it worth me eating that again do I really want to have that cheeseburger or something? And I've, I've, that workout I've just done this week becomes more or less pointless because the calories you've burnt off, you're going to eat within three minutes. Um, well, I do anyway. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I've not lost it, as in I still know where I'm going wrong, but it, and it's, I'm getting back to the point now where I'm looking at the, I don't really want to be doing that. I'm trying to change my mental attitude to it. But again, it's, it's about enjoying it. I think that's why I, where I was. Because at the end, where I was coming to the end, I hated it. I hated turning up for the weigh-ins on a Monday. I hated playing football with the team. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy anything about it. I, it was, I was finding more and more reasons not to turn up. So work, working away with work, where I could probably move a meeting, and I was there. Okay, I'll, I'll go and do my meeting. Things, and I was letting the team down from from it as well. So I think I made the right decision by stepping away. Um, my head wasn't on it, um, and coming back in again now, it feels a little bit more fresh. I'm not hitting everything I should be hitting but I am trying to do it from a different point of view um, and, and lose that little bit of weight 
in the right way well, is it the right way or wrong way in the way where I feel a bit more comfortable with it where I can still kind of enjoy and live life to a point um, without having to kill myself literally to the point where I wasn't I was barely eating and you know what I mean yeah. you're having really really low calories and stuff so yeah it's 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 difficult at the moment to be fair it's it's finding a different way does it feel completely different because your head's different or do you feel it, it feels different because the, the, the team's a little bit different um it, being fully honest I went through a, a bit of a bout of depression um last year okay. um and was really really struggling with everything life work um just my whole in general life um and it wasn't good it was a hard time and i think that's where some of that kind of weight came back i'm not saying that's what it was and i'm not looking for excuses for it um but it was it took me a lot of pressure and uh, it took me quite a long time to kind of switch my head off i went to counseling went and did counseling and was paying for that uh, went for about three months and was seeing him once a week talking to somebody um, I'm not going to get me long it was, I was sat in a hotel room one night and just cried my eyes out all night just literally sat there um, I had a, a great life, a great job, a great wife a great family and just couldn't understand the way I felt was I felt I could never be happy um, no matter what I was doing I had money in the bank to go and spend on whatever I wanted to go and buy um, not like houses and stuff but if I wanted to go and buy a, 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 an album I could buy an album um, but I couldn't ever feel happy and I couldn't find any way out of it. Um, and I know you guys talk a lot about mental health and I think it's really, really, really massively important. Um, it's still, to me now, talking about you guys, I'm sat in a, in a new room, quite comfortable, nice area. I'm still feeling a little bit nervous about talking about it um, because it's still, I think it's still got that stigma of it being, oh, you're not, that you're not a man if, you, if, you, if you're struggling with how you're feeling and stuff. Um, and my biggest thing I did was went off to a counsellor on my own and actually sat and spoke to somebody that's got no no ties to your life, got absolutely no reason to judge you, um, be completely 100% honest and just went in there and just gave everything once a week. And it was just got to the point where I started to like me again. I, I actually thought, are you actually an all right guy? Uh, well, you guys might differ. Uh, but yeah, I got to the point where my head got back on it um, and it, it was a good point for me. So I went through... That probably from July, August, probably about the time I finished my V5. That's probably why I was leaving that as well. Probably that's where my head was. Yeah. Um, started seeing the counsellor in August, August, September, October, November. And I think I finished seeing her in about the December um, and got through Christmas and felt good. I started to feel like, in fact, hang on a minute, be, put yourself first for a change and yeah. look after what you want to do and sort, sort your head out. Um, so it was it was an interesting stage so this time around rather than me coming back in where I was 100% for the team last time I know it sounds really bad but this time I'm doing this for me um, and not I, and I've got my own demons inside me and I know I have um, that are still there waiting to raise their head again it doesn't doesn't ever go away that kind of a feeling um, but I'm there trying to find a different way of doing it where I'm not killing myself uh, and hating myself when I get on the scales again even though because I'm sure you've all been there and you've gone through your weight loss journeys you think you've been perfect all week and you get on them scales and you're like how what have I done and then you feel terrible about it it doesn't feel good um, and then all you do is you hammer yourself again the next week because you're going well that's not happening again so I'm at the stage now where I'm like I say I'm, I'm finding that balance I'm on my journey where I now want to get to the point where I'm enjoying what I'm doing I'm, I'm doing it because I want to 
rather than because I feel I've got to. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna be pulling them big numbers again. If I'm honest, yeah. um, I'm just trying to change my outlook on life. I've gone through a bit of a, a, a stage. So yeah. So do you think that, like say around that time you you was um, that you ended around with do you think the lead up to that and, and, and to, to get to the point where you went to see 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 a counsellor, do you think that the intensity of, of, of how you were losing weight, do you think that that was maybe a peak and then all of a sudden there was, there was a fall or do you feel that was a reaction to how you were feeling in your head? Explain that to me again. Right. again. Obviously... <coughs> In the lead up to, to, to you actually thinking, actually, I need to go to speak to somebody yeah. about the way that I'm feeling in the head. Obviously, six months prior to that, you were weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Do you think that that was um, a reaction to the way you were feeling and, and, in a way, a kind of control the way you could feel? So you were controlling that side of your calories and, your, and, your, and your, the calories in, calories out, and it was a control method. Once you get to that, that peak there, do you feel as though once you lost control of that, that had an effect on your mental health as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I was saying about me being quite goal-driven, um, where I know I need to aim for a target and aim for it, because I did the, the 24-hour three peaks, um, and that finished roughly in about the, the same time as when I, when I was looking at finishing. Um, and the three peaks in 24 hours is a tough old challenge. Um, and when I got to the top of it, I felt nothing. I'd finished it, I'd done all three peaks in 24 hours. I got to the top as the sun's rising across the top of Snowden. It was amazing with one of my best mates. Um, and he's, he's getting emotional about it because we did it for his son. Um, and I just felt nothing. I felt numb. I didn't feel euphoric. I didn't feel um, sad. I, didn't, I just felt numb. I just didn't feel like there was anything. I, I actually, it was it was it was really strange. So I think there was that that finished as well. Man v Fat finished. Um, it, it, there was a lot of endings at that time from where I was. I was probably at the peak of my goal. I was probably the best best physically looking at I was, um, and it just kind of just the, I, well there was nothing. Do you know you know when you're working out and you you're really looking for that weight loss. To be fair, why do we all look, why are we all trying to lose weight? Is because we want to feel better ourselves. There's a health benefit. You want to, you, to be fair, let's be vain. You want to look good as well, don't you? You, you do want to be able to walk down the street and be quite happy with the way you're looking. And I, I felt like I'd got to that point where I was feeling all right with myself, but I didn't, uh, or I thought I'd got to that point where I was feeling all right about myself, but I wasn't still happy with myself. I couldn't find anything happy. There was no joy. Um, so everything, the weight loss and, and the, the challenges you were setting, you're kind of looking for that happiness, and then when it's not there, you're like, yeah. What's the next thing? Oh, what's the next thing? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel the way that I thought I would feel. What's the next thing? Yeah. So yeah, and like I say, I'd done did a half marathon as well. Um, again, just did it. It wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't. Um, ran it with my wife. To be fair, um, I dragged around it. <laughs> and Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, didn't we? We did. Um, and um, again, she got emotional as she crossed the finish line, and I was just numb. Again, didn't feel anything. It was, it was a real, real weird, weird, weird sensation. Like I say, so there was a lot. Um, I think I was looking for something I didn't have. Um, I was, I was, I was kind of. Um, see, I'm getting nervous talking about stuff. I'm scratching. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was kind of. Uh, I was looking for a reason to like myself. I think is the way I was looking at. I was, I was. 
okay, if I lose all this weight, I'm, I'm going to feel great about myself. And then no matter what I was looking at myself, I still look at my before and after pictures now, and I'm going, I don't see that much of a difference. And it's that kind of body dysmorphia, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely don't see that much of a difference. I can still, but then again, I can look at the odd picture that pops up on Facebook memories and go, wow, look at the size of your hair. How many did you eat that day? Um, so the, I have, I still get that kind of up and down kind of a day, but I've set my new goal now. So I've, I'm going to, I've signed up for the Manchester Marathon next year. That's my goal. And I'm not, I'm, I'm actually doing it to enjoy the training. So I'm not doing it as my goal. I'm enjoying running again. I'm enjoying playing badminton. I'm loving my football on a Mondays. I love it when we go and play on a Saturday. Um, I'm actually buzzing to get up and go and do it. So I've got a different outlook. And uh, do you know what? I don't. I know I've put weight on. I put a top on this morning today, and I'm going. Do you know what? I, I know Stu probably takes a picture after these. I need to put a top on that. I look <laughs> all right. And so I put about five or six different tops on, trying to find a decent one. Um, but in the end, I was like, do you know what? I, you are where you are. I'm confident with who I am. I'm happy with where I am. So just crack on and just live on. Live. Don't. People are going to judge you no matter what. No matter what your life. No matter how you look. Um, so just kind of just live it so yeah I've, I've when you say about a journey I've had pretty a pretty yeah. rough uh, say rough enjoyable difficult coaster. yeah mad really, big really highs rough. big lows massive massive like I say well, I didn't really feel the highs that's what was one of the weird yeah. ones it was all quite numb it was numb for quite a long time um, but the best thing you did there Ross is you you, you identified hold on this something's not right mm. you go away and, and, and seek professional help and that's yeah. you know we're not the answer to everything losing weight it's not always the answer no it, uh, you know i think a lot of people will testify that when they get to a certain weight and they're chasing a certain number they get that number oh not don't feel the way that i, would feel. I thought i would feel you yeah. chase it and chase it and it becomes something else something else something else josh hmm. went deep there didn't we? Like, sorry you know, mate sorry. <laughs> <laughs> listen open that can whatever comes out comes out so josh how are you I'm all right, mate. I'm good. Really good. So episode yeah. two. So we're talking probably just short of a just over a, uh, just short of a year because I think it was a, maybe a month after we had yeah. Ross on. So your your weight loss journey. <laughs> uh, you 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 started off uh, just to remind people where you were at weight wise. Twenty five stone, mate. Yeah, twenty five stone at twenty five, and it scared me. And uh, I think I think that's that's what made me sort of go for it when you say you went for it like six months you like, had this target in, in mind it's that, when I had that first weigh-in it was like oh my god if I don't do something now I never will um, but I, I, I was like the opposite to Ross I think I didn't have a target in mind of how much I wanted to lose okay. I remember so that first week of thinking alright I'll come back next week I've lost some happy days if you haven't then it's back to the drawing board thankfully I did lose some I was like, alright, I'll give it another week. Lost again, I'll give it another week. Wait a minute, I've done the latest stone here. Something to do this. And then it was like, that was, that was it. Then it was like, something something changed in my mind to make me go, I can do this. And then all these little sort of goals and targets ended up being the bigger target, and that was hitting the 50 kilogram in one year. Yeah. Um, but then when I did that, you talk about you know feeling numb, not really feeling anything. When I did that, I've never felt anything like that in my life. Okay. All these other stuff I've done before, so like going to university and getting a degree, nothing. Doing well in the GCSEs, nothing. Um, other things like that, I felt nothing. But this was this was 
complete opposite was the first thing that I actually felt hold on a minute I've done something I've it's really it's achieved it's something it's yeah so is that what you did sorry did you lose 50k in the, in a year then? in a year wow. yeah yeah wow yeah so you're 50 now so, so what did you you ended up you've you've played Man V Fat for um, two years is it before you stopped um, just shy of two years I stopped last Christmas um, and what was it what, what, what had you what had you lost by then uh, I think when I got because you get your email don't you when you leave yeah. it tells you I think it was something like 58 point something right. kilogram yeah it was just because um, once I hit the 50 it was just about maintaining it and obviously with with um, diet maintenance and with gym work I lose a little bit more um, so yeah Christmas um, it just got uh, we'd had a bit of problems with the team on Slim Down with because you know Ross talked about it was all about the team and whatnot, and um, I was a bit different. I was like, you know, I cared about the team. Don't get me wrong, I loved that team. And I was slim down was that that was, you know, I loved them, loved the guys on it. But it was like, well, I don't really care what they're doing. I'm here for myself. I, was, yeah. I just want to make sure that I turn up every week and make sure that I'm losing well and make sure that I'm you know contributing as well as I can on the pitch. And then I lost that little bit like you did. I, I just lost it. I was like, there's, there's lads on this team here right, as committed as I am. Um, I've lost a lot of weight. I've done exactly what I needed to do. Do I really need it anymore? Do you know what? I'm going to challenge myself and see, you know, go in, go in the deep end and uh, see if I can maintain it without the blanket, without the cushion of having the yeah. weigh-ins every, every week. Yeah, and it's, it's a scary prospect, I think, that. Yeah, it did scare me. I imagine me a that's bit. quite scary for you. Yeah, it was, it, it was it was scary for me when I've I've stopped playing now because literally I'm coaching both leagues. So, and it is I you know it is a scary time to think I've not got that comfort blanket when I need it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But you did it. Yes. Maintaining. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I've I've been. I was saying to Roman before before we started recording that I've been on the money like weight wise around the same exact figure for about a year or so now um, and it's just uh, just just as I say just maintaining now just all gym work people say like oh you look like you've lost more but it's like well I haven't it's it's just it's just a toning up build a bit of muscle yeah. Do, yeah it's just that that I'm trying to do now um, just sort of getting the arms sort of being less flabby and more sort of more toned I think with the legs um, and it's, for me it's, it's around my stomach that I'm still not happy with but I don't think it ever will be because mm. you know you can't you can't lose that amount of weight with the physical change and not have some battle scars and that's what they are I think I think you know I, when you look when I look at the mirror there's something in the back of my mind that says I, know, I could still be disgusted with how I look here but then Something else says to me, well, hold on, no, these are your battle scars. This is what, this, this is your sort of like, this is this is how you're going to physically look for the rest of your life. But it's fine because you've been on this journey, as you yeah. call it. It's a reminder of where you've, where you've, where you've been and what, what yeah. you've achieved. But I think also as well, you, only you and maybe your partner will ever, will ever see those. So if you're looking as an onlooker or a general public looking at you, mm. they'll identify fat because you're a bigger lad. But they ain't gonna see stretch marks because they're hidden beneath yeah. the clothes. So only you, only you know that is essentially that's that's what what people are gonna look at. So when you're talking about like people judging you, you know, people are gonna see you're a skinny lad. People are gonna think you're a skinny lad and never knew where you've been. 
is a skinny lad. He is a skinny lad. I tested him skinny before. Lad. I said that he lost a lot of weight and he looked look, um, since. He went, no, I've been to the gym and toned up. That's all it is. I swear to you, that's all it is. It is. You are, you are, you do look like, you know, you skinny guy. Uh, and like you say, that is a completely amazing way to look at it, Josh, is, is to say, you know what, these are battle scars. Yeah. There's a story behind this. That's anybody, what, that's exactly what it is, yeah. If anybody wants to know, I'll tell them. Yeah. If anybody wants to know this, the story about why I have, the, you know, maybe a bit of excess skin or something like that, mm. I'll tell them. Yeah. And it's an, it's an incredible story to tell. Uh, and you should be proud of that. You know something else as well? You sit down skinny. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, this... <laughs> right, this... Right, so you stand up right, oh, so your body evens out, yeah. When you sit down, you, you plump out, don't you? <laughs> Josh isn't. He sat there, he sit down skinny. Doesn't sit down. It's a thing. I've got a hoodie on to be fair. If I took the hoodie off, it probably. No, you sit down skinny right now, mate. Like, you take that because that is the best thing for me. I'm actually looking to your mirror at the end of the, <laughs> end of the corridor here. Thanks for that, Rob. Yeah. You, I certainly uh, don't sit down are, skinny. Are you sit down skinny, Shane? No, I am not sit down skinny at all. I'm sitting down like the hunchback of that's, that's your achievement. Sit down skinny. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite Josh, Josh yet. So I'm not <laughs> sit down skinny right now. Yeah, that is, is it. I'll take that. Cheers. Yeah, you should <laughs> definitely take that. You should definitely take that. But yeah, you, you're completely right, Josh. You know, don't ever let anybody um, make you feel ashamed. No, no, no. And I know you no, will. Yeah. I know you will. You know, like I say, there's a story behind them. I, so, I think with Josh, would just from like having a quick chat in a pub and that before we came here was um, confidence. I just he's, he, uh, de- demeanor seems massively confident from the, lot, from the person. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. Um, that. I don't feel it. Is that fair. one of the biggest things you get, Josh? Is, is, yeah, it's when so much more it, it's weird because I've been like since losing all this, I've had I've, I've had a couple of interviews and, and for, for jobs and for um, for volunteering stuff, and when they ask me to say what what's your weakness, I always say confidence, and they're like, really? I'm like honestly, like, and I explain to them like what I've done and all this and that, and I say you know when you're at 25 stone, your confidence is rock bottom, and it's taking it's going to take me another 25 years to maybe get the confidence back up. And they're like, do you know what? You, you, it's not going to take 25 years. You've got it now. I'm like, okay, if you, if you say so. So it's, it's, it's always something to take away from that. But a lot of people have said like, you know, when they speak to me, like you're saying there, when they speak to me, they, 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 they just say like, a more confident person, a different demeanour. And I don't think I'll ever see it. Like I say, I, I, I don't think I will ever see it in myself. Um, and I think if I do, it will be a long time yet. But when people say that to me, it is... It's nice to know that yeah, I've got that there. Probably, you know, you, you might never see it, but you might, you might see it, you know, the more things you do to push yourself and the more confident situations you are where you go, actually, I handle that really well. You know, that's, that's the way you perceive yourself after a certain mm. amount of time. We Just all have this image of ourselves in our head, of, of not only physically, but who we are mentally and... and Sometimes that's right, and sometimes we just perceive ourselves completely different to what we are. Just have a walk around with open towels and let me know how you get on. Let's <laughs> see how comfortable you are then. That, that, that's... What's open towels got to do with anything? Did you not listen to his podcast? His story about open towels? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, even, even I remember yeah. that. Always. Oh, you looked at me blankly. What's the other one? I looked at him blankly, it was my podcast. Yeah, yeah, all right. Oh, Sorry, oh, stuck that. in my head, that did stuck in my head that, that, yeah. that, that story that you, you told us that yeah. I just went I haven't been back to Orton's I've been to Blackpool Pleasure Beach but I haven't been back to Orton's I need to do it go and do it and honestly record yourself do it and post it on Man Vs. Fat yeah. yeah you do you definitely do we'll podcast you we'll, we'll get a free ticket after Josh <laughs> we'll come here we'll follow you mate <laughs> this is where it happened right when you're getting on Nemesis Yeah. this is where it happened yeah so, so anybody it. who 
might not listen to that, so it was the the bar that came down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on um, on air. On air it was, and they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, you need to get off. And I was like, okay. What me head down? I was only seventeen. Head down, like, oh my god. And it was, and that that should have that should have tipped me to towards trying something. And I did a little bit. To be fair, I did. I went to the nurse and and explained like this is what I want to do. Uh, I want to I want to like try and lose some weight, but I just wasn't interested back then. I just wasn't interested. It didn't scare me enough, and it was only when I say when I went to that very first weigh-in with Man V Fat, that's that's when it scared me. And that's when I was like, I'm 25 here. I don't want to be dead by 30. And that's when I was like, I need to do something here. I need to get the ball rolling. And thankfully, that ball kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And it's not stopped. Yeah, still really not. Sometimes it can be like a, I'd see that as um, when you get net knockbacks and you get things that, that make you think, oh, I need to lose a bit of weight. It's not necessarily one thing, but it can be like a bucket. So you fill a bucket up, fill a bucket, and you fill one. And eventually it starts overspilling, you know, all, the, all these negative things that come, come with, with being overweight and things you can do, things you can't do. And eventually when it starts overspilling, I think that's when you say, actually, this is coming a lot. This is not just one thing that I can't do because of the science. It's three, four, five mm. things that, that are holding me back. And nothing, I don't think anything's holding you back, Josh. No. No, I don't think that. Compared to, even when you listen to the podcast, which was a year ago, and you hit that 50 kilogram mark, the confidence, even from then, is, 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 is nearly doubled to where you are today. So if that happens once a year, then it's going to be double to what you are and double and double again. Mm. So I, I, do, I definitely do think that you will start to feel and see yourself as being more confident. But that's one of the biggest things uh, for me is definitely obviously striking um, your weight loss, but like say your demeanour and, and, and the way you talk and hold yourself. It's uh, it's like night and day. So what, what, so it's not all been rosy for you, have you? So oh no. <laughs> tell us <laughs> oh, about... Wow. Celiac disease. Well, yeah, celiac disease is, is that that's the name of it. It's basically it's an intolerance to um, to wheat and barley, and gluten, uh, oats, rye, and something else. Um, but it's it's like gluten's found in a lot of foods, and um, obviously wheat and, and barley and stuff like that. It's found in beer, which is devastating a little bit. Right. So, so what have you switched? You have to drink cider. Cider now, or right. spirits. Shorts, did you do, yeah. did you do wheat for a bit, free beers? Oh yeah, I, the the weekend I was diagnosed, I went out and uh, to the beer keller in town. They have gluten free Perona and gluten free San Miguel, I think, and it's can't taste difference. It's great. Good. It's not. It's not bad. So when was this? So you got diagnosed with this? Yeah. So well, this this it first came about in August last year. Um, well, no, it was it was July, sort of end, end of July. Uh, been on holiday, and towards the end of my holiday, the end of the week, I was feeling a little bit run down, a little bit like lethargic. I thought it was just because I tried to fit a lot in to that week that I was away. I thought I was just catching up with me. Got home, I had another, well, thankfully, I had another week off work, and for that whole week, I just felt felt horrible. And I thought this is like the weirdest, this is like the longest bout of jet lag I think ever. Like, what's going on here? Went back to work, didn't get any better. I think it was back at work for about three or four days, and um, I was. I, it got to a point where I couldn't even move. I was like, "There's something. I'm, I'm worried here," because 
I remember thinking, if I was still massive, I was if I was still a, a big guy, I wouldn't be worried because I know it'd be, it'd be my weight. But the fact I knew that it wasn't to do with my weight, that's why I was really, really worried then. So I took myself to A and E, and I never go to A and E because hospital scared me, they freaked me out. But I thought I'm gonna have to go and have to get this looked at. And they ran a blood test, and they said um, I had glandular fever. So there was that, and then they said from that as well, they they, they said that I was anemic, and they said that anemia is apparently or like some of my age shouldn't be anemic, a man of my age shouldn't be shouldn't show the signs of anemia. But it said that that was also a symptom of celiac disease, uh, which my dad had. Oh well, he still got he was dying. That was about ten years ago. So they they said to me, we'll, we'll test you for that as well. well. We'll give a blood test for that. But a blood test isn't going to be enough. So sure enough, that come back. It said yes, you've got it. But then it said we have to test you with a camera down your throat, which is grim. Like if anyone's ever had that done, it is properly oh, properly grim. It's I horrible. Then that come back and said, yeah, you need to, um, the diet, the, the, I went to see this, um, I don't know if it was a dietitian or something like that, or a nutritionist, and they said, um, you need to follow the gluten-free diet straight away, otherwise you will form a tumour in your stomach. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. But it's been, the transition has been quite easy because obviously I've done a bit of a lifestyle change prior to that with all this, so I still, like, with that, I've looked at labels, the traffic light systems are labels, um, so I know what to look for, and because my dad had it as well, obviously, I know so what he is and isn't allowed. So I could transfer that to me to know what I I am and what I'm not allowed. Um, and I've I've only I say it's only been about six or seven weeks since being officially diagnosed. Um, and some stuff slips through the gap, slips through the net, and I know when it does because it doesn't feel right, and I don't my stomach doesn't feel right, I don't feel right in my head. Um, but in 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 all, it's been uh, it's been quite an easy transition, I think. Do you think that at twenty five stone, you had this? Yes. And you just dismissed it as yes, hundred percent weight or yeah, you know one hundred percent definitely yeah. I I've had the symptoms for this for I think years and years and years. I actually remember, funnily enough, when I was about twenty one, twenty two. I went to get a blood test to be tested for celiac disease because I was feeling I had the symptoms of it and they couldn't find a vein. Really? I swear to God, I did went and because my arms were that big, they couldn't find a vein, they sent me away. And because I was so embarrassed, I went back. Right. Wow. Until, until um, when I got really, really young wow. in the summer. It's amazing what you just put within it. Yeah. So that, do you know, if somebody, you know, it sounds really weird, is somebody used to say to, you know, when someone, like my wife will say, oh, I bet something that's not sitting right or I feel a bit ropey or... And I remember to my heaviest and I remember just thinking, I just feel, don't feel anything. Like, you know, when you eat something, it, it doesn't make me feel it physically a certain way. Like, it does now. I know that if I've had too, too much pasta or, 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 or bread, uh, you know, it doesn't sit right. Bread, bread's mine. Yeah. It, it I get tired after bread. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. But I think to back to being like 22 stone and thinking, I just need to eat everything and it wouldn't make me feel any kind of way. Probably because I just felt like that all the time. And it, it's really weird like now when, and I think you're really attuned to your body when, when you, you eat quite healthy, you exercise, you, you, you know, you think about the foods you eat. When you eat bad foods, I think you can feel it more now. Um, mm. Whereas when you're constantly eating bad foods, you just feel like, that's what I dismissed it as because every every Monday night I would have a cheat meal 
and after on a Tuesday morning I feel horrible I feel horrific but I used to put it down to the fact that I was pumping my body full of good stuff six days a week and on a Monday night I'd have bad stuff and I'd put it down to that but it wasn't it was my body rejecting that food because it contained so much gluten so much wheat or whatever I used to have I used to have like big baguettes on a Monday night we did actually yeah. that, podcast, that, is, that used to be my cheap meal every che- week yeah that's exactly yeah. what it was and it used to feel horrific on Tuesday and I never put two and two together and only afterwards it was like it's all that bread that I was having it made me feel horrible yeah so that's yeah but imagine when you felt like that all the time and you just got on with it just got on this with your it, life yeah. like feeling like shit it, like, constantly yeah it's, it's so it's so it's just opens your eyes, the weightless just opens your eyes and, and eating right just opens your eyes to all that crap that you put in your body, doesn't it? Mm. And the way that you feel. Definitely. Like, I think I suffer hangovers more. Now, <laughs> that might be because I can't drink as much because I'm not as big. <laughs> but my hangovers, since I've lost the majority of my weight, are like 10 times worse than they ever were. Now, that also might be an age thing. <laughs> But does anybody why else did you, find Why that? did you all look at me and be the old man in the room when he mentioned no, age? No, <laughs> no, because I know you like a drink, Brass, and I was looking for a bit and like, yeah, I'm the same, but you just looked at me blank like this and said, no, I'm all right, I can still deal with hangover. Just crack on. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> What's your best hangover cure then? Uh, go to bed. Sleep it off. Exercise. I genuinely think just get up and go for a run. Oh, God, God. I've heard that banana milkshakes meant to cure a hangover. Potassium. But... I've never tried it because I, I don't like banana milkshake, uh, so yeah, I'll never I'll never give it a Yeah, I'm not having it. I, it I've 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 uh, I'll vouch for that because oh, really? banana milkshake with a little bit of honey in it sorts you right out. But you but accompanied with avocado smash, you're getting all the vitamins and all the minerals. You want to cook avocado smash? You, you like don't really cook avocado angry. though, do you? Well, you <laughs> but yeah, some, I'll probably toast some bread actually. Toast some, right some bread and some uh, poached egg and a bit of bacon and boom. Honestly. That's gone from being a banana milkshake to now being <laughs> three banana milkshake, meal. avocado smash, a poached egg <laughs> and a bit of bacon. So what you're saying is basically a nice breakfast sorts you right out. That's basically, Jamie's Italian on a, on a Sunday morning. Yeah, down exactly, there, yeah. That'll sort you out. No, but people are just too quick to eat crap. But I think you're right with the exercises. Sweat it all out. Sweat it all out. It's hard. It's not Re-top easy to do. yourself up with the water and mm. more and the salts and di- dioralites as well. Have a dioralite. When, yep. you, when you, that's that kind of helps you get over it a bit quicker. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is good. So yeah. Got kids, can't do that. Well yeah, yeah. that's the advantage of me not having anything to go to bed and just get my head down. Eat some rubbish. Usually my uh, Netflix and chill. Yeah. Well no, just just Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, incredible uh, like saying Josh likes your story so what does the future hold for you Josh so I know you've been volunteering Tell yeah about this. yeah so um, I want to I basically I just want to give something back because there's a lot of people out there find themselves in a position that we all were in at one point and obviously Man V Fat's great it's, you know but that's only for men and it's for men who like football it's a bit of a it is a bit of a sort of niche market if you like but there's yeah. a lot of people out there who a lot of men women children as well because obviously I was always like that when I was like 12 13 I was always big and um, I just want to give something back to them so I've been looking at services that deal with like families deal with men women deal with older people and help them lose weight and there's one that I found it's called ABL health that stands for a better life 
and they do work in like Manchester, Trafford, Salford, Stockport. And uh, I just got in touch with them and said, can I do some, some volunteer with them with, um, with a view to getting a fitness qualification because this is what I need apparently if I want to go into like lifestyle training and helping people with, with the lifestyle goals, I'll need like a fitness qualification. I've used to get in that um, and just help out with them, just see what sort of things they do in their sessions and um, just take it from there. I've been to one session last week, I was sat in with them and it was weird, like you say, I walked in and everyone sort of looked at me like, why do you need this? I'm not, I'm not here to use the service, I'm here to help out with it and it's only after I sort of explained like where I was and where I am now, they sort of were like, okay, we've got a lot of questions for you here now. And I'd, I'd, all the people who were there just started asking me a lot of questions about how I did it, um, what sort of um, techniques I use, what sort of you know, tips and tricks, if you like. And uh, it was good. It was a good sort of little good shower session. And I, I come away from it thinking, you know, this is something that I definitely want to do with this now. Definitely, just give something back. Do you feel energized by it? Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was quite humbling as well. Quite a humbling experience, I think. You know what you should do? You should get a, an exact replica cardboard cut out of yourself. I know uh, Ben Gallen, who, who worked for Manby Fat, who was uh, one of the first ever players at Manby Fat, who now works for us. Uh, he takes, when he does a registration session, he takes a cardboard cut out of how big he used to be, because no one believes him. Wow. <laughs> he takes that in the boot, folds it out, gets it out, and it's like, this, is, this was me, this is me now. Any questions? And you should do that. Like pay to get it, to get one done. Like yeah. to you to the size you were, and be like, "That's a good shout, that." Yeah. Take it with you, because a lot of people are like, nah. and we get it all the time. Mavi fat, you know, when you see this, the skinny guys, and it's like it's kind of like reverse fat as a minute. Mavi fat lean, right? Skinny guys always get like the, oh, what are they doing? Here? That's why I was literally just sat. I was sat at the table with the rest of them, and I could see them all sort of staring at me, and I just went to the. Um, to the session leader was like will you like introduce me so um they know that i'm not here to just like to judge or to stare or anything they know that i'm here to genuinely help them and um she obviously like introduced me and then it was all, afterwards it just sort of like up a bit like all right i did that i said look you know if you don't believe me i've got the pictures on my phone and i've shown them the before and after and they were like wow and then obviously then after that all the questions started rolling in um, so I, it was, as I say, it was, it was very humbling as well, very, very humbling experience. I think you find as well the lot, the more receptive to it, knowing that you've been there, yeah. you've, got the, you've done the, the groundwork, work, definitely. you've got the knowledge, as opposed yeah. to someone who's just, say, just got a textbook and read, oh, well, this, well, this is what you should do. Though the, the, the coaches said this to me, I said, like, you know, they, they, they do listen to us, but they do, at the same time, they do sort of say, like, the clients there do sort of say, well, how do you know? And, you know, to have someone like me come in who's sort of been through it they won't have the excuse but I said the excuse you won't have the they won't have the, um, the sort of the, the tenacity if you like to say well you don't know what we're going through because I will I, I will know what they're going through you know I've, I've been I was there in their shoes not so long ago um, and this is as I say this is all all I want to do is I want to get through to them that you know with the right attitude the right mentality you can do it it can be done you can't be the wrong side of 20 stone and come out the other end. Yeah. You know? It's, it's completely... And I, uh, I'm banging this drum massively. Nobody... And don't get me wrong, particularly, in fact, we have some amazing coaches who do incredible work, nutritionists, 
uh, we have we have fitness coaches who run these and they, they do absolutely incredible. However, I feel that to, to get the best response out of somebody, particularly the bigger guys, who are the wrong side of Tony Stone, mm. it helps like unbelievably to say that you were there and that experience of being that size and struggling mm. that and knowing what day to day life is like when you're that size is absolutely can't buy it you can't teach it no. it's only life experience that gets you that um, and, and I, I we bangers run massively that our play, players becoming coaches and, and even players like yourself who, who, who go and they do, do them working weight loss different aspects of weight loss it's huge it's huge invaluable mm. experience and I think problem that the, I don't want to get on the diet industry bandwagon again like you know slamming it off because I feel as though I do it all the time but one of the things is people who've lost their weight tend not to be included in them conversations. It's all about, well, I've got this degree and I've got done this nutritional course and I've, yes. I, 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 yeah. I train these people and it's like, well, hold on, let's talk to somebody who's, who's been there and, know, and knows how it feels. Yeah. And I think sometimes the industry itself just misses them people completely. They're not in the conversation and I think what we need to do is, 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 is make sure that we, you know, if they're not going to include us, we make sure they've got to include us. We, we, we break down some barriers and break down some doors and say actually do you want to know what it feels like to be 20 stone because the guy you're trying to help knows what it feels like do you know exactly yeah that's a really good uh, really good point that and really that's not getting on, getting on anyone's back who, who does incredible work you know nutritionists and training and, and they do great work but that experience is invaluable and you've you've certainly got that Josh you, you know exactly how it feels um, particularly to be big at a young age I think as well mm, yeah this is why, because obviously, like I say, I do a lot of work with families, and you know, I, I, when you're out and about, you, you see kids, and I'm thinking, like, I look at them and I think, it reminds me of me when I was that age, and I'm like, I just hope there's something out there that can help them, and this is like, I, I, just from like going on Google and researching all the different different things, there's something called Manchester Buzz, which does this, there's something called the Big Life Project that does this. It's ABL that does it, and just focuses on a lifestyle change. And I think when you when you are young, and you are big, you know, as I say, I I, I got picked on for it, and and it didn't stop all the way through school. It didn't stop, and it's only now, you know, I I see a lad coming, he coming my work a few weeks back, and um, he never he never used to like call me or anything, but he used to like. He knew that I was like big back then, and I've not seen him for a good ten years since I left school. And he was like, "You've lost a lot of weight since leaving school, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was like, oh, "It's mad, man. It's mad." I was like, "It's mad." It just like I'll never get. I was saying I'll never ever get my head around it. I really won't. Yeah, blow people's minds as well though, because you put you in a box. That's big, Josh from school. That's it. That's exactly well, that's it. What they do, don't they? Yeah, big man. Ah, right, big man. Oh, you're a big fella. You know what I mean? Just put you, I was just going to put you in this little box and when you break out of that box it absolutely blows people's minds. Mm, yeah, I found that. I found that a lot and it, it blows my mind when, they're, when their mind blows it. Blows yeah, because my you mind. put yourself in yeah. the box as well. Exactly, yeah. It's not just them you put in the box, you put yeah. yourself in the box. Yeah. You know, you play up to it a little bit and it, it's a way of coping, mm. coping mechanism. I'll play up to that. I'm the fat funny one, you know what I mean? And that's what happens. But yeah, it's, I, it does, it absolutely blows people's minds when you, especially when you've not seen you, seen you for a, a good time. 
it certainly does, but I definitely think that's where your future goes. But like you say, Man V Fat is, is very niche. You clearly, I think, you're, to, you're looking to maybe help more people, but also children and, and, and you know teenagers who are yeah, struggling with yeah. If there's not something out there, you go make something, Josh, exactly. because, because yeah. you know, Man V Fat is testament to that. Sham was like, it's nothing for blokes. And Man V Fat came, and then mm. Man V Fat Football came as well. So if it's not, do you feel as though there's, there's, you know, there's a market, not a market, but there's a section of, of society there mm. who've been completely overlooked regards to weight loss and healthy lifestyle and stuff. Listen, if there's a hole you can fill, you go and fill it's, it. It's about finding the right path. And, yeah. You know, we, we've, all of us in this room here, we were lucky we found Man V Fat, and that was our path. And it's about, if, you know, as I say, if there's not a path out there, go out and make a path. Correct. I mean, it's boys as well, like yourself, who gets, can actually get through to the government wide, and if, if they if they're receptive of it, they may do more mm. to tackle obesity and to tackle things. It's like, like yesterday I saw on the front page on the front page of some of the newspapers yesterday it said proof that obesity kills. It's like well yes, you know why why is this all of a sudden front page news? You know obesity does kill. It almost killed me, and that's what scares me. Like thank God I found this. Thank God I found this path. Because I, I also do think that if I hadn't have done, I'd be very, very close to to being six foot under. I really do. Yeah. I don't think you're the only one in this room who feels like that. No. No. I know from my point of view, definitely, I wouldn't even know what my life would be like. It's, 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 um, you know, you dread to think of it sometimes, don't you? Like, you do dread to think, like, if you hadn't have found it, what would life be like? You do dread to think. You certainly do. You certainly do, and that's why we've got to get the message out there, haven't we, Rob? Certainly. Absolutely. <laughs> we've got to get the message out there that it can be done. So when you mentioned before, hmm. and you said you, you were giving out tips, what's your number one tip? For for what? Weight loss. For weight loss. Oh. Um, Not having a cheese baguette after football. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got celiac disease, you probably have oh, it for to a be number. fair, he was doing that when he was 50 kilograms. <laughs> that's all right. Um, what is my number one tip? Uh, I think weight loss can, is only hard if you make it hard. If you find something that makes it fun, so it tells the football, you know, a lot of people go to the gym on their own and they find it boring. If you find a partner or a buddy to go with and you make it fun, it can be fun. And I think that's my number one tip, make it fun. If you make it fun, it won't seem as hard work, as much hard work as it actually is. Because it's hard. You can't show it, it's hard. But if you don't make it, if, 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 if in your head you don't make it seem as hard as it is, you'll enjoy it a lot more, a hell of a lot more. What's your one tip, Ross? I, well, mine's quite good. I'm a goal-driven person, so I'd say just around that, same thing around enjoying it, mm. which is a way of looking at it, but I'd look at the... I like running a course. I like going running a 5K or something on those lines, and I've got a time to beat, and then the next week I want to beat it. I want to see improvements. But anybody can get up and walk around the block. Go and walk around the block. If you can't make it to the block, make it to the end of the road and come back, or make it halfway to the end of the road and come back, and then the next day I'm going to push myself that one gate further. Pick a lamppost. Yeah keep going and go right okay I've done that for tonight and the next day you come back and you go a little bit further that's what I'd suggest would be a tip is just to get you used to that exercise and start doing them couch to 5k's are really good if you've ever looked up on them um, fantastic great idea of, of how they, they look at doing I was speaking to someone about a couch to 5k the other day um, and they said they'd done that and I was like 
well done. Yeah. Like, exactly. Ownership just went. I just just because just because I was fat, I just thought that ah, that's enough stuff and just just did it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're great. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be mine. Um, set yourself a goal and just keep beating it. Keep pushing yourself. What's yours, Rob? Number one weight loss. Um, we haven't talked about this, really. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we've got. It's, it's, it's one of you the most important. You people giving decent questions, actually. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to say. I'd like to say in a non-kind of negative way, discipline. But discipline's yeah. like that red word, isn't it? It's like the kind of like, oh, I love discipline. That means I've got to do eat this and watch out. Doesn't doesn't at all. It just means. Um, You've just got to be asking a little bit of questions, but also if you do it like you guys said, uh, or just said, if you if you kind of make it fun, it then becomes excitable, and once you're excited about it, you forget you're actually losing weight. You forget you're doing it. This is it because I used to look, like when I was doing the sessions every I Monday was the highlight of my week, and that's when it but making it the highlight of my week. I used to really look forward to it. I used to be like, oh, I better have lost this week. I better I hopefully I've done it this week. I've got. You know the goal of being less than I was last week. Yeah. That that's that's what it's all about with it. Yeah. Come discipline through that. I think for me it was it was, it was also it was almost do something that makes you feel better about yourself. Mm. When I first started Man vs Fat, I was getting up at six in the morning. I was going to the gym, and I with Stu and Ross. And by seven o'clock, I've done my exercise for the day, and now I've got the whole day where I don't have to think about going to the gym after work. I don't have to think about that. I've done it. Mm. Come back and come back and just come home from work and just Netflix and chill. But I know because I know I've, ex- I've exercised, it made me feel a hundred times better just by getting up the hour earlier. Endorphins as well, they're a great little thing, aren't yeah. they? What a f- it's, like, it's like crack for health, I don't <laughs> <say that>. <laughs> <laughs> Yours, Stu? It's, it's touches on what Roman said a little bit. Um, I'm a massive believer in, in habits, so I, I'm a massive believer in if you get into a habit. And you just do it regular repetition. It sounds horrible. It sounds boring, but repetition. Uh, if you're training for a marathon, it's repetition. If you're training for a footballer, it's repetition. If you're a rugby player, repetition. Boxing, repetition. So it's about creating these really little good habits and stacking them on top of each other. So you know, one of one of my things is that I train early in the morning, like what Roman was saying, and I lay all my kit out the night before, get everything ready. It's a habit, so I know. When I wake up in the morning, so there, ready. Yeah, I put it on. I go for a wee. My missus, if she's on an early, she has a shower. I, 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 you know, I get my bag, go downstairs, have a little brew. Get me, get me water. That goes in the bag, and it's literally like repetition all the time, all the time. It, it sounds really like daunting. That oh, how can you do that? But it becomes dead easy once you start stacking them on top of each other. Um, and yeah, that would be mine. Is just you know create really good habits and just do them again and again and again and again until they just become part of your routine. But a good routine. Yeah, a good routine. Do you still look forward to them? You know, when you say your because yours is repetition. Because where I was saying where I was, I got to the point where I was hating it. Do you still enjoy it? Do you still yeah. get the the buzz from it? Yeah, I think um, yeah, I do. I do get the buzz from it. You do have uh, you do have dips, but I also think that that's when you your mental strength comes into it a little bit and mm. also like what what Roman was saying uh, you, you, not so much discipline maybe discipline uh, but also sacrifice as well so you know once you once you get into the habits of doing things 
it does become a little bit boring. But that's when when you notice yourself being a little bit bored by it. How can I change it up a little bit now? I think, particularly running, you can put them goals in there. So, yeah. you know, don't focus on the fact you're going running. Focus on the fact that you've got an extra lamppost to go to or you've got an extra, you know, kilometre to run. Uh, if, you, if you're going to the, to the gym and you're lifting weights, don't think, well, I'm going to lift weights because I'm going to the gym um, and I'm going to put an extra 25 kilos on, on, on you know, my chest press or, or something like that. And I think Can't that's lift 25k, when, never mind, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think just, just doing that, so very much linked, probably the, the three, four things we said there are quite linked. So yeah, it is about setting them little goals and it is about discipline, and it is about creating habits. Uh, and once you get all them three together, I think that's the recipe for success. You, you create a game, don't you? Then you complete the game, don't you? Do you know what I mean? No, because the game never stops. Well, the game never stops, but levels keep going. Tetris. Dead fast at the end. But yeah, I think it's. I think that's it. I think it's really important. And like I say, and if, if it does get boring, right, okay, well, let's go and mix it up and try something completely different, and then stack your habits on top of that, then. Uh, and eventually, next thing you know, you know, be like fifty oh, kilograms down, <laughs> five stone down. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, yeah, I think that's really important that you should do that. Right. Speaking of doing things, I'll join you in your marathon next year. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Head on the podcast. Got that. Got yeah. on tape now. On, on okay. tape. <laughs> what is this tape? That's on the podcast. Right. Okay. I, I can't go without mentioning this. So, you have just picked up from Roman's DVD collection, Willow. One of the best DVDs in the world ever. It's a great film, isn't it? Massively I, underrated. I, underrated? Yeah, no, I think yeah, it's it was massively underrated. underrated. I think I'm more was proud it? of the Willow DVD than I am you joining me on the marathon, to be fair. <laughs> is it, is it, was that straight to DVD or straight to TV back in the day? Was no, it must have got a cinematic release. Because he was a, um, Warwick Davis was only 18 when he did that. Right. Val Kilmer's one of Val Kilmer's first films. Yeah. And that's when he met John Wally, later his wife, wasn't it? Yeah. John Wally went to Harrytown, my old school. Well, there we are. True story. Sorry, I couldn't let that go. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's a good one. Now pick his worst DVD. (laughs) No, don't, please. There's there's too many, though. It's um, been a wonderful podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, (laughs) Can't rip you. I think I already ripped you about your DVDs anyway. Guys, thanks for listening. Thank you for coming on and being a guest and being a good catch up there. Thank you for having us. It was really interesting. I was a bit, uh, I literally done no, no prep for it. I was like, let's just talk for like an hour and see what happens. But yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really good. Covered some good topics there. Roman. Oh, we've got Roman to do a marathon. You've got Roman to do a marathon, yeah. <laughs> topics, marathon. What are all these chocolate bars going on here? I didn't even volunteer myself like that. I was like, Roman do that. Yeah. Growing feeling better now, so... Uh, Training's going to start now. Do you know what? Let you have the last word, Roman, on this one. No. <laughs> Why? Because he's panicking, look at him. Because that's what I give you. Oh, thank you I give much. the honour of the last word. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, as ever, share us, like us. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram as well. Um, the Instagram one, we don't really put any pictures up there, but you, know, you can always get a link to the podcast on there. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah, bye guys.